0: Good evening, everyone, to another episode of Vox Podcast. This is your host, JR.
1: And I'm Marius. We hope you're enjoying so far how we've been covering the entire year of 2020.
2: So thank you so much, Anek. For covering the month, na April to June. Now I'll be with Carl, Patrick, Suya, where we will cover the events, the half, the ano, the remaining three ng sa box po, from July and then to September. So konti tayong ano, balik sa nangyari. So the the Quarantine, secure ICU has a poker parent, and then the uh, uh, impunity of the state is ongoing. And mas I think the best na mat magbabanggit is mas, eh, mas nag elevate siya during this month. So I'll give yung floor na to Carl to discuss what are the things that this that. State policies that happen na affects yung, so, until now, yung current conditions natin. Carl, the floor is yours na.
3: Okay, thank you, um, Christel, No, uh, good, good, good evening ulit sa ating lahat. No? So, apan, ano kasi, apan um, di, tawag dito, yung towards the end of June, no? towards the end of June, um, ni Ratchada or ni Railroad ng Congress, no? Nang both houses of congress ang, ang isang batas no na actually matagal nang ipinoprotesta of across all sectors of society no yung anti-terror bill no? at that time no pero pagbasok ng ng July no? uh, as early as July 3, 2020 no um, Hindi na hinantay hindi na hinintay ni Duterte no ni, ng presidente na mag-lapse into law yung terror law no. So on July 3, um niya yung yung batas no which which is now the anti-terror law or the anti-terrorism act of 2020. No. So uh, ah, nala medyo quick recap lang no kung bakit naging malaking issue for many people, for most of our society, of our citizens yung terror law, no. Ah, uh, sabi nga ng mga advocates no of free speech and uh freedom of expression, uh mas malala no. Mas malala sa isang martial like scenario yung pagpapasa ng terror law because uh, number 1, it institutionalizes warrantless arrests, no? So, kahit suspect ka pa lang, no? Or, natag ka lang as a terrorist, no? Or, you're a member of a terrorist organization, for that matter. Uh, you can be arrested without a warrant. Hindi na kailangan pumunta sa korte, no? Pwede ka na i-seize, no? Pwede ka arrestuhin. And you can be held without a case for 24 days, no? 14 days and pwede pa ma-extend ng 10 days, no? So, halos isang buwan kang uh, nakakulong without a warrant of arrest, ano? Um, number two, syempre, yung lawak, no? The, the, the definition of the law is very broad, no? Almost any act of dissent can be can be considered as an act of terrorism, no? Uh, bagamat Yung proponents of the law, including Senator Laxon, no? Panfilo Laxon, who was part of, again I cannot emphasize this enough, no he was part of the Military Intelligence Security Group, yung isa sa pinakamatimik na intelligence units during the Marcos Dictatorship. Uh, sinasabi niya na may safeguards naman daw, there are enough safeguards in the terror law to avoid it, uh, to avoid abuse no? in the implementation of the law. Pero yun kasi sa mismong definition ng terrorism, no any act na anu daw na injurious to public safety, may intention to to harm, to kill, no, uh, may, may, may intention to destabilize foundations, no economic, political, social foundations, and so forth, so on, can be considered as an act of terrorism, ano? and maliban dun sa overbroad definition of terrorism in section, in, the, in section 4 of the law meron pa siyang mga dinagdag na iba no like um, punishable din don yung under the law yung pagiging member daw ng isang terrorist organization ah uh, cons- yung participation in a conspiracy ah uh, Intention to commit terrorism At saka yung pinaka I think yung provision that actually covers Writers, journalists and other cultural workers Yung inciting No, There's actually a provision in the law uh, Covering yung quote-unquote Acts inciting to terrorism So any form of proclamation Banner, emblem, speech, writing That the government con- Would consider to be inciting To terrorism Kung sino man ang nasa likod can actually be arrested No? uh under the anti-terror law or the terror law no so the terror law is nothing but ano state terrorism no state sanctioned terrorism no uh hindi siya yung sa terror it actually starts the terror no and mas nagiging terror as nagiging apparent yung terror niya when we look at who will implement the law syempre yung of course the state forces the PNP and the AFP but more than that no there's the there's a body called anti-terrorism council and this anti-terrorism council is comprised mainly of two segments Uh, Duterte and other bureaucrats and military generals Um, for example Secretary Eduardo Año of DILG of course Secretary Lorenzana defense National Security Adviser Hermogenes Esperon, no, um, DICT Secretary uh, Gringo Honasan na parte ng militar ng Martial Law, no, and other officials, no, kasama sila Secretary Teddy Boy Loxin, si Executive Secretary Medel and of course, no less than uh, the President o Rodrigo Duterte himself. Sila yung mga bubuo do sa anti-terrorism council. And the primary job of the Anti-Terrorism Council is to quote unquote proscribe or designate sino yung mga quote unquote terrorists na nata And these people are notorious for terror tagging and red tagging activists, no? Especially militant left-leaning organizations, no? Ah, uh, yun yung mga nunguna salagas sa no pagbabansag sa no, red sa red tagging and terror tagging, no? Ng mga kritiko ng mga no, no, mga activists, no, community organizers. And some of these people, like Secretary Honasan, Secretary Anyo, Secretary Esperon, these people have very bloody records no, in terms of military service. Esperon uh, was the chief of staff of the uh, AFP of the military. When the, uh, Arroyo, when Gloria Arroyo's government implemented Oakland Ban 1 and 2, no so the speed of killings political killings during the Arroyo government nangyari on under espérance watch no uh let's not forget Jonas Burgos no Gen- Jonas Burgos enforced disappearance under the men of uh then general Eduardo Arno no uh secretary honas let's not forget na he was a close aid of uh, former defense secretary Juan Ponce Enrile and, and these people have very grisly records prior to the people power revolution no sila yung mga nangunguna sa pagdampot no pagpapaaresto torture and etcetera etcetera including salvaging no so with these kind of people comprising the anti-terrorism council what kind of teror- what kind of anti-terrorism could you could anyone expect no kaya talagang sumipa yung protesta ng tao no and even until now, Now, uh, since we're talking about the terror law, there are at least 39 to 40 petitions lodged in the Supreme Court calling for the actual repeal or junking of the anti-terrorism laws uh, anti-terrorism law or terror law as unconstitutional and no violative of human rights Because wala nang presumption of innocence no you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent it's not you're innocent until someone proves you guilty in the court of law no even yung judicial prerogative for proscription no of someone of the or designation of someone as a terrorist na no na override no ng ng terror law um warrantless arrest that's you can only do warrantless arrest kapag nangyayari sa harap mo yung ano yung yung crimen kapag kakatakas lang ng suspect or kapag may nakatakas galing sa pulonga no that's the those are the only grounds for warrantless arrest, arrest as per the revised penal code no pero sa ilalim ng terror law suspect ka pa lang, pwede ka nang damputin no? so ito yung ano, no? it's a terror no? ito yung tinatawag na terror, no? yung state terrorism and on July 3, 2020 uh, Duterte uh, appended his signature on the institutionalization ng state terrorism and the guise of the anti-terror law <clears throat> a week exactly a week after that no? July 10, 2020 uh, the Philippine Congress, no, uh, then uh, headed by uh, former Speaker Alan Cayetano, who is a very known Duterte loyalist, no, voted seventy eleven to deny the franchise renewal application of ABS-CBN. Okay. So, May pa lang, wala na sa area ang ABS-CBN. As early as May 5, wala na siya sa area upon the orders of Solicitor General Jose Calida sa National Telecommunications Ka- uh, Commission na wag nang bigyan na provisional franchise to operate until a new franchise law has been approved in Congress ang ABS-CBN. No? So, as early as May, um wala na sa area ang, ang ABS-CBN, no? And, matter of fact is, uh, as early as December 2019, nagbanta na si Duterte, no? Na ipasasara niya ang ABS-CBN, no? That it will not stand a chance at franchise renewal, no? Na of course, nakita natin noong May, but people expected na if gumulong na sa kongreso yung franchise renewal application, kasi yung tagal na sa kongreso niya, no? Uh, under the Duterte administration. Baka may pag-asa na, no, mag-mabigyan ulit ng prangkisa to operate ang ABS-CBN, no? But as we've seen, no, in the course of the hearings, uh, ginamit yung Congress as a platform to further uh, vilify, no, and uh, demonize ABS-CBN. So if a decision contrary to to the appeal of the network uh, takes place, din na ano parang condition din ng tao to accept na they really did something wrong kung bakit wala na silang visa. and that is what what actually happened no nung July 10 2020 um takabila or despite of in spite of the in spite of the clarifications coming from no less than government agencies itself or themselves, na walang violation ang ABS-CBN in terms of taxes, in terms of the use of Philippine Depository Receipts, no, uh, in terms of labor and etc. etcetera. Et uh, majority of congressmen, no, who, vote, uh, who were part of the voting, voted against the franchise renewal of ABS-CBN and. Wala tayong pwedeng ibang ituro dito kundi presidente mismo no because he was the one who instigated the attacks against ABS-CBN and other members of the independent media or the critical press no So hindi naman isolated yon sa ABS-CBN no connected yan sa attack sa Rappler, sa Inquirer, sa alternative media, sa campus journalists no especially Ah uh, hindi, no? hindi yan isolated no at hindi yan bago and uh, I think the message at the time no, uh, from the Duterte government is that if we can take down the largest broadcasting network in the Philippines, what stops us from closing down using loopholes in the law, using very wicked circum- circumventions of the law? Anong pipigil sa amin to close down other media networks? yun yung mensahe na if you go against the president or if you break his ego you will be no, you will be you will be subjected to different legal hurdles na pwedeng mag-lead to something as dire as the closure of the company and that's what happened with ABS-CBN no? 11 in the middle of the pandemic and the worst unemployment rate in the Philippines since the last years of the Marcos dictatorship 11 more than 11,000 workers regular eh, contractual workers of ABS-CBN lost their jobs um at hindi lang yung yun lang yun sa ABS-CBN mismo hindi pa kasama yung mga enterprises and and their employees na nakikinabang sa pagpapatakbo ng ABS-CBN like cater, catering services yung mga yung mga guardiya yung mga janitor etc etc all of them were affected by one decision of a madman, of a dictator, to close down ABS-CBN. No? Uh, gamit yung batas, ginamit yung batas, no? Not to further the interest of press freedom or kahit yung interest na lang of the workers, no? Of the network. It was used to further the interest of one man, no? So, sa dalawang magkasunod na pa lang ng July 2020, ita na yung priority nila is to further state uh, state fascism or state terrorism yung paggamit ng poder ng gobyerno to go after its critics to go after dissenters yung priority not going after covid-19 no uh so first months pala isa so first week pa lang yun ng july no and then pagpasok ng uh, pagpasok ng august no i think if i'm if my memory serves me right okay dito na pumutok yung uh, iba't iba pang mga mas malalang issue no uh bedeviling the Duterte administration no? number 1 issue nakawan sa Philhealth no yung 15 billion na nanakaw mula sa pondo ng Philippine Health Insurance Company or yung Philhealth Nadapat ay makakatulong sa mga Pilipino, especially now that we're dealing with a health crisis, no? Uh, hindi lang naman COVID yung pinag-uusap natin, when we talk about a public health emergency crisis, no? We're also talking of other illnesses that are aggravated or affected at least. by the pandemic and the lockdown, no? Ang hindi makapaggamot, for example, hindi makapunta sa mental health consultations nila, hindi makapagpawo para, because the hospitals, most hospitals at this time are overcrowded dahil sa rising cases of COVID. Ano? So, tapos, sa gitna ng lahat ng yun, nanakawan pa tayo ng 15 billion no? by the PhilHealth Ma- Mafia. No? And no less than Health Secretary Francisco Duque III was pinpointed as the godfather. no, raw ang godfather of this mafia na nag-nakaw sa PhilHealth. No? So, PhilHealth Director uh, Ricardo Morales resigned, if I'm not mistaken. But until now, until the, until this time, wala pa ring napapanagot sa PhilHealth uh, plunder, no? Wala pa rin, no? At ang ipinalit ni Duterte ay isang tao niya si forget the name, si uh, I forget the name. Pero ang pinalit niya ay isang Davao, taga-Davao na naman, no, na dating hepe ng NBI, no. Uh at involved sa isang uh, extrajudicial killing case ng Davao that's what so isang technically isang killer no ang inilagay ang ipinalit ni, ni dito there sa PhilHealth after Morales resign pero until now wala pa rin namang nababawi sa PhilHealth na yon no 15 billion from our funds were stolen wala pa rin no? na na lang sa actually people do not forget no pero parang hinahay gusto parang na lang until the people until the matter the issue lapses into oblivion in the consciousness of the people and that's something something vile no something wicked kasi humaharap tayo sa isang crisis eh A public health crisis tapos yung katuwang dapat ng DOH sa pag sa Department of Health sa pagtulong sa mga kapwa natin walang punto kasi na nakawan No, hindi man lang maipahulong yung mga magnanakaw hindi man lang mabawi yung mga ninakaw ano while people ordinary people who are forced by poverty to steal cans of goods or ham or barbecue they are immediately arrested no? and detained pero yung mga magnanakaw sa PhilHealth hanggang ngayon wala pa rin no kasi no sa PhilHealth no at doon na rin yung panahon na pumutok yung issue sa dolomite no so yung Dolomite sand sa Manila Bay no, yung malaking portion ng ng Manila Bay sa tabi ng USM Basin. No? Um that's actually a contract na 2017 pa ata, or 2018 na pirmahan no. But then of course, the pandemic struck no at kung kailan dapat siya ipapagawa e eh, ng pondo nang Duterte admi to, to 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 fight off the pandemic. But What happened is uh, remember in March no, mga kapadid, no, remember in March uh, Duterte signed by Bayan, the Bayanihan Act of 2020 which gives him emergency powers. And part of those emergency powers uh ay mga kapangyarihan to realign budget. No, to realign budget um for the purpose of fighting off COVID. Oh, ang problema ganito. The problem is uh hindi nila purpose ni ni-realize yung 389 million to 420 something million na pondo for this dolomite sand, no. At itinuloy nila yung pagtatambak, no. Dyan sa Dyan sa Manila Bay, no. Tinuloy nila yung pagtatambak ng ng buhangin, no. Artificial sands and yung Dolomite Sand Beach na yan, project na sa Manila Bay that's actually part of a larger uh, development aggression project throughout the Manila Bay sh- uh, shoreline na kung saan they would quote-unquote beautify yung Manila Bay in order for uh, as part of ano, as part of the reclamation project natatayuhan ng mga casino run by the chinese no run by chinese well chinese businessmen no Dito along the, ano, along the shores of manila bay so yun yung malaking context ng sa dolomite no? so it's not just a, some stupid project no or a waste of taxpayers money because it really is no but it's part of the larger project na makikinabang lang kung hindi mga negosyante yung mga malaking negosya- kapitalista na pilipino ay mga chinese no and our funds are being wasted for the sake of for the sake of this uh, no, by the chinese no uh, ventures no uh, capitalist ventures of these chinese businessmen dito sa ating lupa no, considering that we have an um, so, uh, sovereignty issue uh, with the China with china sa west philippine sea no but that still happened or still happens now no kasi ni re-refill ngayon yung <laughs> In the middle of the pandemic, kung kailangan na kailangan natin ng pera, hindi ginamit yung emergency powers to re budget no, for, ano, for COVID, no? And around this time, no, uh, dagdag ko na rin, no, around this time, siguro pag sa ng September, no, tuloy-tuloy yung pangungutang natin. Tuloy-tuloy bang pangungutang natin. In fact, the World Bank approved a loan application around 1 billion pesos kung nang nagkakamali for covid daw ng september no tapos hindi na tin nakikita we are not seeing kung pupunta, saan napupunta saan ginagastos yung pera um tapos makita natin nagsasayang pa tayo ng pera for dolomite tinayimbis uh, na eh, pondo na lang sana sa mass testing na eh, matagal na nating sinasabi uh, mass testing um contact tracing and the building of infrastructure to 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 stem the tide of covid lupuunta sa mga walang kwentang proyecto, like that dolomite beach no? and no less than you DNR under DNR undersecretary Beni Antiporda, then binubus ng na yung energy, binubus na yung lahat ng resources niya just to defend that stupid project, no? eh in the first place that is indefensible scientifically it's it's wrong no, kasi kanserosiyong dolomite no yung crushed dolomite and hindi ka pwedeng magtambak lang nang ganun sabi sasabihin mo pan panlaban sa sa basura. That, that, that's, that's not plausible. No, so scientifically it's wrong. Financially or physically it's wrong. No? And well, socially it's wrong kasi it it's it's a show of misguided priority, I guess. No, by by the admin by the Duterte admin ah dinidelu sa pandemic nung tayo babalik kay eh, panahon ng pandemya tapos gumagastos siya sa dolomite around august then mga mga friends lo no? around august then lo no? uh, nangyari yung uh, magkasunod lo no? in one week time yung number 1 yung august 10 2020 yung brutal killing of uh, former NDFP consultant and uh, anak pawis national chairman, uh, Randall Karandi Echanis. On the exact day of his burial, seven days after, uh, human rights activist Razara Alvarez was gunned down Uh, in Negros, in, in Escalante City, Negros. No, at 6 p.m. So, ano bang meron dito no, sa, mga, sa mga taong ito and why they were killed, what happened? No. So, with, with the Karandi and Zara, first of all, the important context here is that they were part of the 600, more than six, at least of more than 600 individuals, including Jane and John Doe's, na ipinasan ng DOA, uh, DOJ the Department of Justice to be proscribed as terrorists because sila daw ay bahagi ng well ng NPA no ng People's Army at ng Communist Party of the Philippines so they were part of that list but that list that prescription list was actually struck down by the Supreme Court if I'm not mistaken and so so yun no pero that they were part of that list no and that's an important context because dun siyempre parang identify no? by state forces or by the dead squads who eventually killed them, no? Kasi, before their killing, no? Uh, in January last year, yung isa pang tao on that list, no? Si, isang NDFP consultant din, no? Si, Tirandi Malayo, was killed in, ano, was killed while riding a bus at 2 AM, no? Last year, January 2019, and then a year, exactly a year after, more than a year after, the na of si Karandi and uh, Zara, no? So, what happened with This case is this He was in the apartment no, by assassins and he was stabbed. You know, uh, trigger warning lang, no, uh, for murder and violence He was stabbed around 40 times 30 of them were just meant to torture him And then the 11 ones including the last one The last fatal stab were all meant to kill him That's what the autopsy report uh nika randi a few days or a few weeks after tapos ang nangyari pa kukunin na sanang pumunta yung isang council no? representative of the Chinese family sa Umararia para kunin yung ano to claim the body for the family the police hooked in the the, 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 the Quezon City police hooked in, and tried to ano and billons try date actually stole the body. So, lilipat nila sa isang panggunari again kasi hindi naman daw sigurado ko si si Randy Chanis. but then eventually the family was able to prove that the body actually belonged to to Randy and nakuha naman nila. But the thing is, nagkaroon ng nakawan katawan, no. And the council, yung representative ng Chanis family, uh, who went to the, funeral, to the funeral parlor to claim the body, was even arrested. No? Inarresto siya, ikinulong siya. And, uh, he actually got infected with COVID-19 because he was in prison, just because he wanted to claim, no? he wanted to rightfully claim the body for the family of Karandi. Okay, right, so yan yung context, no? Yan yung... Another show of the attacks on dissent. no? Sang malakin anian, sa malaking pagpapakita na ito yung ginagawa ng, well, ng state, no? ng Duterte administration. Sama mga dissenters, no? He was 72 years old, pero the, his, his death was very, very brutal, no? Tapos, hindi eh nakuaning katawan niya. He, was, he, he, he lied in state and then he was buried, no? Along with calls for justice, of course on that same day of his burial on the night of his burial Zara Zara Alvarez among among okay na tayo no? he was uh, Zara Alvarez is uh, or was a human rights worker belonging to karapatan in Negros no? and may as early as may 2019 nagpepetition na siya for right to data sa Court Supreme masa so Supreme Court kasi was she was at the receiving end of endless red tagging and intimidation and threats no to her life no so petition siya sa Corte Suprema to for writ of data against this red tagging and threats no but the court the Supreme Court well um binben no ng Corte Suprema yung kanya no in action yung sagot ng Corte Suprema sa, sa kanya petition no and then after that um well hindi na, na inabutan, so to speak, ng Court of Supremacy, si Zahara because she was already killed. No? So, yun yung two um, notable or noted uh, political killings noong August. No? Of course, hindi lang naman sila. Noong a few months back, uh, Jory Porquia was killed, uh, Carlo Badion of Kadame was killed no? uh, in April. No? No March si Marlon Madalos, no, isang cultural worker and activist from Bahol, from Bohol, no. So, pero August, no, ito talagang talaga pinaka tumampo, no. Talagang uh, pinaka illustrate no, sa, 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 sa culture of impunity uh, pervading the, the Philippine society, the Philippine state, especially vis-a-vis or uh, uh, dissenters, no, and critics of this administration. Okay, so cruising through September, the first weeks of September, no, the first week of September, no, sum, was, was the first of the city court of no, grant the first of no, a provisional liberty. Ah, hindi, hindi provisional liberty. Parang ano talaga, release, no. Release talaga kasi sabi ng Olongapo City Court, no, uh, gamit yung controversial uh, good conduct and time allowance sa uh, law o yung GCTA law. Uh, na recalculate daw for good behavior yung kanyang sentence from 10 years to 6 years, which na- which ends at this year, no? This was jailed in 2014. So, sabi ng, ano, ng Olongapo City Court, ah, he had a good conduct, so he has to be released. Kasi na re yung kanyang sentensya. But people protested, no? Especially if the the LGBTQIA uh, plus comu- community because let us not forget, no? The reason why Pemberton was jailed in the first place was because he killed a uh, Filipino transgender woman uh, Jennifer Laude in Olongapo in 2014, no?
0: Uh,
3: he killed uh, Laude, Jennifer Laude. And for that, no? And for that, uh, uh if only for that, no? The, people, many people protested yung no, you plans to to release Pemberton. No? Number one, he was never really jailed in a Filipino facility. No, he was jailed in an American held American control facility. No sa, sa loob ng juice mug complex. sa loob ng kampaginaldo. Was not even jailed in Bilibil. For that matter. No, unlike people like unlike people like ano, uh, Palparan, like Kovito Palparan, no. He was jailed in a in an American health complex sa loob ng Campaginaldo, no? At ang mga bantay niya, mga Amerikano. So, gusto say, impartially or with impartiality, na Pemberton uh, uh, actually did good, actually or has actu- or have actually done good deeds to, ano, to, to, to merit recalculation of the sentence no ah uh, kasi mga Amerikano no, nung mga kasama niya mean he, he never spent a day in a Filipino cell no but to set, to, to settle the issue ko no and well to aggravate the, the people's cry against injustice no kung ginawa ng malaking true president Duterte himself ang ginawa niya naglabas na lang siya ng order bigyan ko na lang ng executive pardon an executive pardon that Pemberton himself and his camp did not ask for. No, kasi, technically, they, they already have the upper hand because of the Olongapo court's decision. Pero ang ginawa naman na kanyang kahit naman hindi ni Pemberton in his camp, ah, uh, ano, no, ah, uh, binigyan siya ng executive clemency, binigyan siya ng executive pardon, no. And, Pemberton is now actually released. Hello? So well dissenters, while well, critics are being arrested, being killed. In 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 this country, uh Pemberton is released, no? An American soldier convicted for murder, an American killer for that matter. Is freed. At he actually, Nasa ano nasa na sa US now let's see si Pemberton. No? So that's the state of injustice that met the first act of injustice uh, that actually met September. No? In the middle, again, in the middle of a raging pandemic. No? Pero to make things worse, no. to make things worse, and I think this is the last highlight about state impunity and violence from July to September is yung batas no, na ipinasa sa Kongreso uh, declaring, sep- declaring September 11 uh, the birthday of the late dictator Ferdinand Marcos as Ferdinand and Marcos Day no, in so it's a formal holiday. Uh to quote unquote celebrate no or commemorate the good deeds of the late dictator. Of course that's a given. Given na kumbakich uh protesta, no? Marcos is not a hero, he will never be a hero, not in a million years, no? Um, if not for Duterte, if not for the Duterte administration, the Marcos dictatorship will be would it would be the worst um era in Philippine history because laganap like, uh, katulad nayon laganap din noon yung mga patay ano sa torture yung mga pagdakip no sa mga kalaban ng, ng Marcos no his critics no his hindi lang naman mga activists na no? no yung mga suspected subversives no maabot sa level na senators no like Ninoy Aquino Jose Jo Ramon Mitra they were all arrested and imprisoned no for criticizing Marcos journalists writers Cultural workers, lawyers, activists, you no, know, even members of the 1971 Constitutional Commission, like Voltaire Garcia, you no. Know? And then of course the 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 stealing, you no. Know, Ten billion dollars were plundered by the Marcos family, and only four billion of them are being re- over recovered by the government after 30 years, no. mga kasinungalingan during that time, the culture of impunity, the kind of impunity that we now see in the Philippine National Police is ano stems from the impunity the same level of impunity enjoyed by the philippine military during the 70s and 80s no Because they can they can get away with murder literally they can get away with torture t- literally no uh, at pinakamarami yung kaso ng DESAP or yung desaparecidos, no enforced disappearance, during martial law no napakaraming mga dinukot na mga activists no? mga dissenters and they were never seen again no you were never seen again by their families, even after forty years, fifty years for that matter. Sila nakita ulit, no. Um, and then of course you economic crisis, no, yung pagiging lapdog of America, of the Americans, no. Uh, Marcos depended on the United and the large of the United States imperialism in order to perpetuate his dictatorship. Um and of course, kasama na natin yung fake Yung fabricated war record, of Marcos. So, all of these um, factors no, would tell people that he will never be a hero. He was a dictator. He was a human rights violator. Magna na Mandarambung, Sh- ba? So, so, it has to be emphasized no, in history and documented lat ng to, You have Republic Act 10368, no, a compensating victims of the Marcos dictatorship you no know, and more than compensation talaga kinikilala na, nangyari yung widespread abuse of human rights during that time ano? so the so, uh, Marcos dictatorship that, uh, that this law this bill pala, for that matter hindi pa pala siya batas. this bill tries to efface or tries to revise you no know? so it's nothing but state-sponsored again, state-sponsored historical revisionism. Because let's not forget, it's under the Duterte administration. Because uh, when violent, when the dictator, when the mga And this government is consistent, no? In aiding the Marcos family and the rehabilitation of the Marcos legacy in political sphere, no? In social political sphere. So. Yung batas na ito not only does it try to revise history you know, and bury the, the, the memory of the abuses, the crimes of the Marcos dictatorship in oblivion but it also it also furthers no one step ahead yung states yung state sponsored attempts or state sponsored moves no? to sanitize the image of the Marcoses para makabalik sila sa kapangyarihan no? so habang nangyayari ngayon under this administration yung something the, the worst human rights crisis in years or in decades no? it also tries to rehabilitate the image of the same dictator that 230 idolizes and from whom he copies his same blueprint of fascism and state violence so kumbaga hindi lang sa, sa own record of violence niya honor ang Marcos' legacy no, of, of violence and corruption. But even in this kind of state sponsored historical revisionism, uh, acts of state uh, historical revisionism, pa uh, nandun yung blueprint no, ng gobierno, especially Malacanang, and the Marcos family for that matter. Para lang ipilit nila sa taong bayan na bayani ang kanilaong When in fact history, itself, history historical records, and even law, no, and even Supreme Court rulings would tell otherwise. Marcos is a dictator. Marcos is a plunderer. Or Marcos was a dictator, a plunderer, murderer, and a traitor to his people, no? ni Duterte. Ayan. So from July to September, mga kapatid, yan yung highlights, no, of state impunity and violence. Uh, it goes to show that in the middle of a raging pandemic, the uh, pri- uh, priority of no? the Duterte regime or the Duterte government is to further acts of state fascism, historical revisionism, no? state terrorism. No? Instead of facing off the pandemic the way it should be faced, with, with medical solutions, with scientific alternatives, no. Um, so yon, no. So that's the highlights of state impunity and violence from July to September. I think uh, Christelle has more to say, no, F- about the other highlights for this month, no? So I'm giving back the floor to her, no. So
2: Tell, um,
3: parang yes. no. Parang nangyare, no.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Malamig salamat, Carl, for that brief summary of what happened into our time is 2020. So as uh, stated nga, we can consider that the uh, no, timeline from July to September highlights the height of the state impunity. The political prisoners such as nga, si Zara Alvarez and Randall Ekanis, and then also isadeng sa ano naging highlight natin is si Reina Nasino so si Reina Nasino is a political activist o na kasama rin sa state induced na pagkulong so nagkaroon ng pagdatanim ng ebidensya a- according daw to the Filipino national police is meron dao ano we- weapon and then through that is nakulong and while it happened, ng ano, you know, the jurisdiction happened as early as November 2019, and it's very slow burning to the point na nung time ng July by the moment na si nasino has been impre- I- I- imprisoned is he she doesn't know that she is pregnant and then. Ito yun masasabi natin highlight of the event nung sa timeline ni Nasino kasi di, talagang like, dito mo makikita how ano, inhumane the state is right now kasi dumating sila to the point na despite pleading and despite for obvious reasons that bata, kailangan niya ng magulang niya for Growth and development, and it's 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 parang ano, common sense. But the state decided na in sinasino and Bibi River, and then it you know it for that ano that increases. Kung ano yung na ano kung ano yung may, may current trajectory ng ating Philippine government on how he they treated people that. Ano, activist as a form of terrorist. So, ganyan siya kalala. And then, while doing it, sa mga kapwa Pilipino, the Harry Roque, being the spokesperson of Duterte, after deciding that noong, noong March is to close the borders as early as July, since they were threatened na that the tourism in our country is naglowered. The tourism is they decided to allow foreigners ulit to enter the PH border as early as July. So. While we are, ano, trying our best to survive in the middle of the pandemic, the government decided na, oh, so no, tourism is bad. So pasok to mga na to foreigners And then, while doing it, naman, is this one ng highlight in July is yung the Department of Health is receiving a lot of bad critiques, kasi it's been quite a time then that the records or yung pagtatali is is not in sync with sa na nangyayari na for the moment the the people are telling na hala ang daming cases then the head of Department of Health decided, oh, it's okay. Magkakaroon naman ng mass recovery. To the point that is noted na nga, July, July 2020, the Department of Health is nag-release ng as many as 30,000 mass recovery. So, it's, nga, the, the Commonal statement nga natin. The, the human lives ng natin is merely statistics na lang sa kanila. They just see, uh, ano, our lives as numbers and then it, they just put it na, ano, put it on board just to see na they are functioning for the, for them. But in reality, it's just for, for a show. And kasabay ng ano, ng kitna tayo ng pandemya, is the rise in importation. Nag- since the government is not supporting not only the active, the activists or the Filipino people, the farmers to the point na they are not, uh, it's noted nga nila, nila Brian from the ANEC kanina na they were telling na kailangan nga ng the from the moment na the farmers are not given enough assistance despite having the pandemic and they're pleased na na bigyan na support. Ah. Instead helping na mas mapap- mas ma- improve ang, uh, uh, agricultural sector is the Philippine government decided na mag import na lang to the point that we've reached 1.4 million metric tons. Nyan. So with that, we can pong, pong, conclude na the, how the uh, our system is working or should I say not working for the best of us, you know, Filipinos, by by ano, by focusing on, on, on themselves more cases cases sa atin. So that's that's more on yung the follow-up than sa mga nabanggit nani nabanggit nani Carl a while ago. So the may mga ilan din na mga highlights sa na nangyare with the literary side naman, and it may mga nagin na nag grow na mga literary production aside dun sa the typical pandemic poetrys or essays or ano may Naging controversy, contover- contover- then is yung pro- the release of Fenaro Cruz na ako titi It's become a controversy from the side of the Filipinos and then from the side of uh, uh, ano, Filipino readers and the Filipino writers to the point na. It has been a question to uh, how we perceive. Uh, as i was mentioning a while, uh, a while ago nag follow up lang ako doon sa nabanggit ni Carl about doon sa state impunity in the polit- in in the time time na kumbaga na, na isama dito yung sa additional na nangyari with the po- political prisoners and then yung sa ano covid in, in general and then yung sa other sectors pa, the agricultural sec- sectors. So, this time naman, I- I'll be talking about yun dun sa literary production. So, habang pandemic is is around, the literary production in the Philippines didn't stop there. In fact, there are sprout o paglaki ng pagdika. Because inya we are trying to still occupy space eh, digitally eh, for in in order na para mas mag mag, mag grow pa yung sa literacy na na despite of the hard times. So one of the so it's a mixture of good and bad. May ilan na who created publications there are some that so created zines or digital mostly digital and then dito nagsimula the ano bad in a way na stop yung mga ilang printing press due to yun nga, lack of mobility may ilan na mga mainly the independent publishing scene at the time of pandemic strives and they are the ones that nag, nag- push through or push further sa pagdeka so ayan ang ano highlight of the literary literary scene in in, in, in 2020 so isa din sa mga ding highlighted is mga sense of, of controversy which is yun nga dito nung time of august is na release yung ako ay may titi created by Henaro Goho Cruz it became a controversy it's dear controversy kasi it it opens up the question of did really the Philippines ngkarol lang ng sense of consciousness with our reproductive organs? Kasi yun nga. The, ako ay may titi has been parang the, the people or the readers who've who've read it considered it it as the first book. Who opened up their senses about the reproductive organs? where in reality, as early as 1990s, there are books, zines, a form of publications who are talking about the genitalia, not only uh, in the form of reproduction, but as but also as a part of our body, na hindi siya dapat bigyan ng ano, sense of malice and ano, Kaya yun ng, 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 ng controversy. It shows then the bittersweet truth that how how a literary production is para may factor din ng pagiging kailangan may main, pag, pag, pag mainstream kasi in order for the people to understand it, siya i-convey in a way that na it's actually the, ano nagpa, it's dampen down the the sense. Yun nga with telling na ako ay eh, may titi. Yan. So that's what happened na sa literary literary side. So that wraps up yung sa July to September na event. And then we will take over naman with the another uh, uh, remaining past of the Anec from the October to December, and since some of the members of the Anec are not available, uh, will help the Anec and the Vox Populi will wrap up this October months, the October to December part.
1: We're just gonna pick like three really interesting things yeah. that happen per month, you know? So one per month. All right. Yeah.
0: So, well, basically, it can be summarized, in uh, with the in incompetence and, you know, obviously a series of natural disasters, basically.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have a question for you, Mr. Jr. Sure. It, you, you are what? What a lot of, you uh, know, many people think that Mr. Jr. is just this the, very professional, the, the mere anchor of Vox podcast, but in reality, he's one of the foundations of the organization. So we really have to hear him out. Can you, ano, kasi ang isa sa mga highlights ng October 2020 is the Miss Universe Philippines. Big question, do we still need beauty pageants?
0: Do we still need it? I don't know. Like for me, it's more symbolic than anything.
1: <laughs> oh pero, yeah, parang daming pera kasi na nagsisirculate to sa beauty pageant industry sa Pilipinas. So parang that gets you thinking, what's it really for? really
0: think yeah, I think ano yun um, Well, basan going to patriarchy. Ang sabi nila kanina the male So I think beauty pageant is for men.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Ako rin, ako, I I actually disagree with the with the beauty pageants. Kasi una walang well, na molecular level, ano, they, uh, it, it's pure torment to just get yourself to the condition that your beauty pageant worthy, and none of them have happy stories about it. <laughs> and, and, saan, nah, is, it, is it really worth it? It's not a profession. It's not a vocation. It's not, you, you can't even call it work. So, parang, parang it's closer to a side gig that doesn't pay well than anything else. Anyway, uh, then, for November, November 2020, actually, if you if you look at that, Trends in the the patterns from January to December, it's a recurring pattern of uh, oppression. Talaga, you know, we're coming up against the government, and I guess this sets the tone for 2021. I know, Uh, I think we should prepare ourselves for more of this uh, in 2021. Yeah, it's not going away. Uh, All the conditions are pointing to uh, a far worse time a darker time you know I, we'd love to be the to be like the positive guys in the room but looking at all the things that we went through this uh, year uh we don't think that 2021 will be better in in the sense that the state is gonna let up on its pressure on the citizens so we have to prepare ourselves to you know we have to prepare to defend ourselves more this coming year and uh finally uh uh, JR, for December 2020.
0: Yes. So, well, yesterday, I think, on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Well, not yesterday. Two, a couple of days ago, we mm-hmm. experienced an earthquake. Yes. Um, on Christmas Day actually, and then very recently, a new virus strain, um, for COVID, actually, that is the Philippines. So natakuhan one's saba, and unfortunately, Duterte said that he's not willing to impose lockdowns yet. So. Again, um, um, as Marius said, the trend for 2021 isn't looking good. It looks like um, every man for or every Filipino for himself again because the government is repeating the same mistake that they did since the beginning of the year. they are still not doing yeah. anything. We still don't have a vaccine, etc. So I, yeah, we hate to be the harbingers of, of, of bad news, but just basing on what happened in 2020, guys, we don't think... Um, it's gonna get any better anytime soon. May lockdown padin. Um, uh-huh. Yung bakuna wala pa din sure. So, uh-huh. yun. so Marius, you na ng bahala sigumugbigay ng, perhaps like a hopeful message. What, can, what positive thing can we expect pa by 2021, if ever?
1: Uh, sige, uh, all the anchors that are here, we give one message each. Uh, yeah, it's our job to, like, sort of give people hope. So my message to everyone for 2021: um, Hold on to that little sliver of hope that we have. It's all we have. But I'm not. But don't trust uh, people. You know, don't trust people who. Uh, don't trust folks who are just pretending to be people. You know, and you know who I'm referring to. Uh, huwag na po tayong Uh Maging critical. Maging mapumacag. <laughs> And uh, Sana isipin natin This time Yung kapwa natin Instead of ourselves When we For example Vote Or When we select leaders Yun lang Yun yung lifetime message ko To everyone And um, Yeah Happy new year to everyone At happy 2021 Kung ano mang kaligayahan Pwede nyo makuwa Sa paparating na taon
3: Next year um, Year of the Ox So Sana Next year Ox na lahat <laughs> <laughs> Oh no oh.
1: And for the final word of th- for tonight, Mr. Jr, please take it away.
0: Um, well, like Mari said, 2021 is critical. Um, most likely on the political scale, we start. I would say, all the Um I think 2021, we will see, um, perhaps some people like changing colors again. So, we mm-hmm. especially um, not just looking forward to 2020, 2021 and 2022, but look back at what happened in the last four years of the Ventus regime. So, that's guys. Very critical on 2021 on how the narrative for the 2022 elections will go. So, that's And I'm really hoping that, um, well, for me, it's hope
1: na lang that things will turn around. So, let's go again. Yes. Definitely agree at sangalan po ng Bumubuo ng anek podcast at Vox Popili PH and Vox podcast. My name is Marius, and I'm and there. JR. This is Cha, <laughs> and we're signing off. Thank you very much. Good night, good night, everyone.